All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, today, we have a great conversation uh, going on uh, where we're going to talk about Meghan Markle or um, Princess Markle or something, whatever she was, whatever she was going to be. I don't know that the lady that married the redhead white boy across the sea. And uh, suddenly, I guess her wedding's more special than the rest of us. Uh, and do it here, Please hit the <laughs> button, the share, the share button, subscribe button. And uh, we're going to have an intelligent black conversation. Uh, please share this around because we're looking to build black media. So uh, I have a group of panelists. And what I'm going to do is just, as each panelist comes on, I will introduce a panelist. And I also will put them on the screen so you can see their information. Uh, please support all the panelists. Uh, we got Dr. Charm and Trey, Trey Kearney and Car- Trey Carney, right? Or is it Carney or Kearney? Trey Kearney. Uh, we got John F. Thomas and T. Kalik and uh, John Henry um, Harris, who always has some great things to say. All right. So um, let's let's just jump right in. All right. So everybody, I'm going to ask everyone in the chat uh, as you're hitting the thumbs up button, as you're subscribing. Um, give me a um, yes or no if you've been following Meghan Markle and uh, all this stuff going on with her and uh, and the the royal family in the big interview with Oprah. Let me know if you saw any of the interview. If you you know formed opinions on it. If you've checked out any of the uh, commentary about it or seen any of the alleged drama around it, I'd like to know who's all briefed on this. Okay, I see some no's and some yeses. Okay, good. All right, so let me. Let, I'll just give the the briefing from the, the eyes of Doctor Voice. I'm not an expert on what's going on. I'd love for you guys to fill me in, and then I'm gonna jump to Doctor Charm, uh, ladies first. All right, so um. So basically, Meghan Markle and Prince Henry, Prince, sorry, Prince Harry, that's his name, yeah, um, they did an interview with Oprah, and uh, they did an interview, and a couple of bombshells that seemed to come out in this whole, in this interview with Oprah, uh, where um, after they left the royal family, they are, I guess, telling you know what happened, right? They're talking about uh, the, the baby Archie and how allegedly somebody was worried that the baby would have dark skin. Uh, they also uh, mentioned something about uh, what was the other one? There was one more bombshell. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. Megan was suicidal. She said she felt that they made her suicidal. Uh, so let's just start with a broad based question. Uh, Dr. Charm, you're a smart lady. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. What are you, what are you thinking? What were your first thoughts when you saw all this kind of going down? Well, I um, I don't like to watch commercials, so I kind of tuned into the interview about, fi- interview about 15 minutes in so I could kind of fast forward past the commercials. But people on Twitter were already going crazy about the dark skin. So when I got to that part, I could not believe that she, you know, I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, the suicidal, that wasn't as much as a surprise to me because it's a, an immense amount of scrutiny. And I look at some of the British press and the way they just tear her apart. I mean, these people really hate her. And so to, to be going through that, I wasn't surprised about her being suicidal after seeing a lot of those headlines. But about the baby skin tone, that was shocking. Mm. So why do you think uh, if the British press dislike Meghan Markle, uh, what, what do you, why do you think that is? Uh, I'll go with um, uh, John, John F. Thomas. Uh, what are your thoughts? Why, why, why do you think, you know, what do you think is really going on with this? I mean, the, the British press, I mean, same thing like uh, the American press uh, here when Barack Obama, because a lot of people tend to forget, and it wasn't that long ago when the Obamas were in office, and all the imagery, not even just here, but around the world, of how they feel, how white people feel, and how they perceive black people to be. So it's not a surprise to see how Meghan Markle was addressed and how they attacked her so much in comparison to Kate. You know, so uh, Prince, I think William's uh, wife, uh, that other Duchess. So Duchess Meghan, she was getting attacked and slandered and all of this stuff in the press. But that's all a, an attack against her blackness, because at the at the heart of it all, white supremacy does not like black people. We, this is, we, we are anti basically what what white supremacy is. You know, we we are hope we are enlightenment. We. You know, basically everything is birthed from us, but for white supremacy, they want to keep their stronghold. Anything black, they want to tear that apart and destroy it. So they do that in all kinds of ways, especially in press, because it gets to everybody. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, Trey, did, did you see, did you feel like this was a white supremacy thing? Like, did you have, did, did you feel bad for Megan? Uh, what were your feelings and your sentiments when you heard Megan? Um, it seemed like Megan did most of, at least most of the bombshell points that were shared seemed to be from Megan's experience. 
Did you have any sort of uh, empathy for her? Did you? How did you feel when you were listening to her speak, Trey? Um, I had empathy, of course, because it's hard to do in any relationship. But um, this is also not coming to America, where Akeem came to get a woman from Queens, and everybody was happy and rah rah up. She, there was something that I'm sure her and Harry had conversations about pillow talk. Like this is not out of the blue that they're prejudiced. So I'm, I felt empathy for her, of course, because of the way that she's being treated. But this is, I'm, I'm not surprised that she's being treated this way. And I'm just really sorry that she felt suicidal. I'm glad her husband is supportive. But like I said, for me, it was like, did she think this was going to be like a coming to America movie and everybody was going to embrace her? We already know that everybody is, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are racist against Black people. And when you come out and your mom has dreads, there's going to be a certain response to that. When we come out with our natural hair, there's a certain response to that. So I have empathy for her, but I'm, I don't feel like her and Harry should have been surprised at all if they really sat and talked. And even if her mom sat and talked with her. My mother had conversations with me and said, them people killed Princess Diana. So I already just knew. So I'm sure that she had conversations with her mom where her mom said, listen, you know who you're marrying. They don't want you to marry him. And this is not going to be easy for you. So I had empathy for her. But I just think that she wasn't a victim that was that should have been so surprised at this. Hmm. OK, so um, uh, T, I want to ask you, um, you know, when, when, when I saw it all kind of go down, I, I people ask me how I felt about the whole situation. I. I, I didn't, you know, I can't say I feel sorry for Meghan Markle. It's like, yeah, it's difficult to marry a rich white guy from across the sea, but yeah, that's why I married a black woman. That's why I'm going to, you know, I, I'm not trying to throw myself in the fire and then cry because it's hype. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Am I being an instance yeah, yeah. when I say that, T? Um, no, and you know, I may have a little bit controversial views on this myself because I, I really didn't care, to be honest with you, um, because it's like, I look at Meghan Merkel's dating history as well, and her past three boyfriends have been white men. So, I mean, you marry uh, another white man from from a family who has a history of enslaving black people, and then you come back to America, and then you start crying about what they say about your child. I mean, it, to me, um, I, I just see damsel in distress. I'm sorry. Meghan Merkel is going to be good. I'm sorry. She's, she's, she's rich. They didn't hurt you. I mean, this is just a Hollywood internal script to me. And I'm trying to see what is the point of this? Is this to get black people riled up, marching, ready to go? When reality, I mean, you don't even really talk to black people. And I mean, I'm looking at a friend. I'm not judging in racial relationships. I don't I don't care about it. I don't even care if you have white friends, but your best friend is white. And I just feel like this is just that disconnect from the black community, but then I want to come back when not when I feel bad, so black people can lift me up and and fight my battles that I really don't really associate with them. So, yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. In. I really want to hear the royal crown side as well. I, I don't know if I'm really taking her story as fact, to be honest with you. Well, they they released their statement earlier today. Yeah, well, their, their statement. I'm I'm gonna find the statement. And I'm gonna read it. And uh, and actually, John Henry, I want to ask you this question first. Then I'm gonna go to you, John. Um, uh, John Thomas. Um, you know what? Uh, you know what this makes me think about. I'm going to you, John. John Hen, because uh, I don't know. I don't know if you if you and I are the oldest guys in this panel or not. But um, we go way back. And you know what it makes me think about? It reminded me. Tell me in the audience, anybody remembers this? Remember when OJ Simpson didn't want nothing to do with black people? Like he, he you know, he got rid of his black wife, got him a little Becky and was living happily ever after doing Hertz commercials. And then when his ass get caught up in some bullshit, he suddenly want to be extra black again. Suddenly, and look at what they're doing to me, y'all. They racist, y'all. Right? That's what I thought about, honestly. Uh, you know, because I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't, I never dislike Meghan Markle, but I've actually been a little bit irritated since the wedding happened and somehow people acted like that wedding was more special than black love. That, no, that wasn't black love. That was a discount. That was a, a degraded, a, a discounted version. That was a uh, that was a lower tier brand of love. That was not black love. No disrespect to what she did. I mean, I got people in my family that that married people who weren't black. But I there was you know it really was kind of fascinating. Just almost this um, 
almost like a like like people got excited almost like they were watching porn or something like it was like just that exciting for people to see, like they called it a fairy tale what was the fairy tale clearly it wasn't a fairy tale it was a nightmare why are you calling it a fairy tale what about that experience is a fairy tale other than the fact that he got a whole bunch of his family got money robbing black people around the world john please i'm gonna shut up man well, well give me your thoughts on that john Hen. <sighs> Megan, Megan, Megan. Okay, well, um, first of all, uh, when you're trying to become part of a monarchy, it doesn't matter what color you are, uh, the change is going to be difficult. Now, uh, Prince Harry's brother, uh, William, Prince William, he at least gave his uh, wife or soon-to-be wife eight years to adjust to get ready to become part of the royal family. Uh, they kind of, uh, Harry and uh, Megan kind of just jumped into it. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, Prince Harry, he's kind of an interesting fellow himself. You know, he's always kind of marched to his own beat, so to speak. Uh, you know, he uh, joined the military against his family's wishes. And a, and a lot of his uh, other uh, outside interests have been against what the family has wanted him to do. So him marrying a black woman was just another incident in a long line of other incidents that were uh, counter uh, of what the family wanted. So it's a mixture of a lot of things for me. Um, is the is the British family? I think the British family is racist. Yes, their history is um uh, speaks to that. However, um, I also look back at uh, Duchess Fergie and uh, and the difficulties that she went through. Uh, when she became part of the royal family and later divorced. And also, again, Princess Diana, when she separated from uh, Prince Charles at the time and the difficulties that she went through and the controversy and suspicions around her death. So uh, whether she was black or not, I think is almost insequential, uh, but it does play, I believe it does play into what she is uh, going through right now. All right. So, so uh, by the way, everybody, uh, we're talking about Meghan Markle and Harry and should Meghan have just married a black man? I mean, with all these problems, um, you know, maybe 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 there's something to be said about uh, marrying into families that uh, where you're not just marrying in because of the money or you don't don't just think it's a good move just because they have money. Uh, there are also complexities that you got to consider. So uh, hit the thumbs up button, everybody. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. John F. Thomas, I'm going to go to you next. You just sent me the statement. I appreciate you sending me the link, brother. Thank you. Uh, this is the response of the royal family. They actually replied to Meghan and Harry's interview with Oprah. And here's what they said. Uh, this was an interesting statement. They said the whole family is saddened to, to learn of the full extent of how challenging the last few years have been for Harry and Meghan. The issues raised, particularly that of race, are concerning. While some recollections may vary, they are taken very seriously and will be addressed by the family privately. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved family members, the statement said. That surprised me a little bit, John, because I, they didn't, I mean, it didn't seem like they were throwing in the shade. They were, they were being very royal. Like, gosh, we're so sorry this happened to you. Uh, we're going to conduct an investigation. It's going to be private because it ain't none of your business. But because we're the royal family, we ain't got to do nothing for nobody. But we wish you the best, and we love you. What, what do you think about that statement, John? I believe that's a that's a perfect uh, PR cleanup, you know. So I mean, regardless, I mean it's it's just like a company, you know, like any company that comes out and you know they they have their the PR team come in and hey let's let's, let's make a statement. This oh hey I'm I'm sorry that happened. Oh wow we we didn't even know this this was occurring, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I, I think I, I, there was a little shade to me, just a little bit, but it, it was it was buried beneath a lot of the polished you know words where just like yeah recollections may vary. Which you know, I interpret it as, yeah, you saying it happened, but we're not gonna say that happened. But hey, that you know, that's if that's what you feel, if that's what you believe, then we allow you to feel and believe whatever you want. But I, I feel as though you know, I, I saw some people saying, yeah, down with the 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 royal family and stuff like that. But I mean, honestly, like this this family is so powerful. They've been powerful for a long time. This ent entire lineage has been powerful. What I'm like with T, like, what are they expecting to actually happen? And I and I don't like. I feel as though the black people, black community, and by extensions, our own celebrities, 
have been placed in positions like Tyler Perry. He's been using his security to take care of Meghan and, and Prince Harry. And you can stay in my home and use my security. And I'm just sitting there wondering, so no one else, there was no one else around to 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 be able to do that. Like, I don't know, President Biden can use his security to his his influence and and all these other people, all these other white people, so many white people, you know, couldn't do these things. But Tyler Perry had to come to the rescue. And then Oprah came and oh, let me give you an interview. They pulled Oprah out of the, the woodshed. And it was just like what it, it just feels very strategic to get as black people using black people as props to get our sympathy. And it's just like, I'm not sympathetic. You should have known what you, what to expect when you're walking into this. You are basically walking through the heart of white supremacy and you expected them to, to be kind to you and, and love your little mixed baby and, and things like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I feel a little sorry for her, but I don't feel that sorry for her. You should have known what you were walking into. Well, you know, you, you, you make an interesting point, John, about the heart of white supremacy. And so, you know, one of the thoughts I have, Dr. Charm, is, um, you know, I, I think that, is, you know, as much as, as this um, can easily definitely be made into a black-white thing, uh, I, I, I don't think we can deny that, right? Um, I think that we know that she's going to be seen differently because she's black. But then, um, you know, uh, we had a white boy that married into our family, and uh, he had a higher hurdle to jump than if he had been black, period. You know why? Well, because in our family we have this thing called black supremacy, and what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean we hate anybody. No, we don't hate nobody, but it means we make the rules. In our house, you know, you come in and complain about grandma's barbecue chicken, you're gonna get put out on the street. You know what I mean? Like, like you come in here talking about, well, I have the right to blah 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 blah. Then no, your white ass will be out the door. It doesn't mean we hate you. It just means we got a way of doing stuff in our institution, in our family. We are the royal family over here. And if you cannot at least coexist with that peacefully, then we will ask you to leave. And we're probably not going to be as nice as, as the royal family. We're not going to have you killed, but we will. Have, we might have you eliminated. So why is that? Um, why is that not as not pretty much the same thing that any white family might do, any white institution might do? I think the difference is that black people are banging down the door to get into white institutions. White people are not banging down the door to get into our spaces. Not in the same way, anyway. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on what I just said, Dr. Char? Well, I mean, I have some mixed feelings, but um, just going back to when you guys uh, you were commenting on, uh, you know, black women and just everybody getting excited about her marrying to this white family and their slave traders. And I mean, yes, I mean, Portugal and Spain started the slave trade, but England put it on the map and really did the most damage with the colonialism and everything else. However, I mean, I know this is probably out of all of our generations, but people do recall when Grace Kelly married into um, the uh, royal, the royalty in Monaco. I mean, that was that was happened. It happened, I think, in the 50s or 60s. And that was a huge thing. She was she was an American actress and this was a white woman and she married into royalty. So it just captured everyone because America is known as the commoners. And for anybody that's a commoner, especially from America, to marry into a royal family. Uh, I think it was it, it just captures the attention of the public, specifically of the American public, just race aside. Um, but as far as marrying into that family, I, I think that she did go in there naive. I don't think that she really knew what she was getting into. Uh, they did not protect her. Of course, they're going to throw her under the bus uh, because it's all about William and Kate. He's the next in line. He's really the one in line for the throne past Charles. And so they're not going to look out for her. And it's really... Um, in this whole war of public opinion, it's like Kate, the, the way the British press played it was Kate versus Megan. And we all know uh, anybody with eyes can see Megan is the more attractive one. She looks better. She dresses better. And so she started to get more attention than Kate. So we can't have her outshining a white woman, not at all. Uh, so, you know, that's where you get into this, this whole thing with the family, just not really defending her. But at the end of the day, the way I feel, I'm a black woman and Megan Markle has not um, she really hasn't, you know, been like, oh, I'm, you know, pro-black, this and that. But she, at the end of the day, she still is a black woman and black people are going to defend her because she's black. And, as, mm -hmm. and you know, she may say she's mixed race and the people may say mixed race, this and that. But in a system of white supremacy, Meghan Markle is a black woman. Well, I have a question, uh, boys. Just a quick question. If, if you if you would flip that. If it was a black man that was marrying, let's say, like a white royalty, would he get that same kind of protection? I feel as though 
he he wouldn't get as much you know like leniency as in the sense that she's getting and not and not i'm not saying that she shouldn't get it but i'm just saying i i think that it would be more so of all oh, so he going and talk to that white woman uh now he wants the black people to now nah, go on go on and get be with that white be with them white folks be you know so i i, I just wonder about that you know no, she's nodding. No, I totally agree with that, especially if he has a history of only dating white women. You see, that's what people are understanding. Like, I don't like how black people are used. Like, it, it frustrates me. It's like, I don't want to be black until I really need you for something. I don't have a history of associating with none of you. But now when I'm in some damsel in distress, now I need now. Now I'm going to pull my black card. And it's like, what are you wanting black people to do? Like, why are we always getting triggered over stuff that has no tangible benefit? Okay, let's say we take out the royal crown of Britain or, or England, whatever the family is. How, still, how does that tangibly benefit black people? All it is is just a symbolic win. And we got to get off of these symbolic victories. It does nothing for our people. It keeps us stagnant on things that doesn't elevate us in any way. So this is why I'm saying, no, um, I don't care. I'm sorry. You knew what you were getting into. You don't have a history of even messing with black people. So why should we just get triggered to be marching and, and just our feelings hurt over this? Hey, John, oh, Trey, Trey, before, I'm, I'm going to go to you, Trey, but I want to show you something before um, before uh, before you make your, your comment, because I want I want you to uh, comment on this as well. Um, let me show you. I found a picture. I Google. I did a Google search of uh, Meghan Markle's ex-boyfriends and uh, not judging, you know, somebody's dating history. I don't care. But, uh, you know, if you look at all their ex at least the three that they feature in this picture, there's not a brother in the picture. There's not a brother anywhere. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, her, I, you know, because her father's white, right? So they, you, you tend to date somebody that reminds you of your opposite sex parent or so they say. Um, I, I can't, you know, I can't critique that. If you look at Alicia, Alicia and my, and my mother took a picture together and they looked almost identical. Like they look, she, she looks more like my mother than she looks like her own mother. Right. And her, her own mother said that. So nothing wrong with that. But to, to the, to this point that T made, it seems to me that you, you do have this situation where people will, will only want to be black when they need black people to come through for them. Um, you think about, for example, Byron Allen, you know, he, he's a great guy, he, he, it seems, but I remember he took a personal dispute that he had with Comcast and said, hey, y'all, they're being racist, y'all. Look at what they're doing to all of us, y'all. And the thing was, no, that wasn't between Comcast and the black community. That was between you and Comcast, right? So a lot of times you've seen this happen all the time where somebody will take a personal beef, a personal fight between two parties and then somehow try to bring the whole black community into it. almost like when you were little and your cousin go start some shit and get their ass whooped and they go to get the whole family and try to get all the cousins to go jump in the fight that you shouldn't have started in the first place. You know, and I think that it's okay to tell people, look, finish your own fight. You know, you're fighting with the royal family. Maybe it's racial, maybe it's not. We don't know. We we ain't trying to marry uh Prince Prince Harry, whatever his name is. Right. So go do your do you. But don't stop bringing us into it. We ain't got nothing to do with it because we wouldn't be doing what you're doing. What, what What's wrong with me saying that, Trey? There's nothing wrong with you saying that. And it was two points that I was going to make to that one that uh, she has a white father. So why would we say, why she, should she have married a black man? Like I have biracial yeah. nephews. I'm not surprised if they dated white men. I, I'm not surprised if my nieces dated white men and my brother is black. I'm not surprised if my nieces dated black men and my brother is black. I mean, when you live in both of those worlds, we have we can't say she should have married a black man or it would have been easier. We can't say that because she's and, and she's both. She's black and white. So why wouldn't she, why do we have a problem with that? That's like somebody having a problem, problem with me having a preference to date dark-skinned men. Maybe I'm attracted to dark-skinned men. It has nothing to do with light skin, and maybe that's just my preference. And black people, I don't think Megan came out and said, "Power to the people, black people, I need y'all, please help me." We, not we, as us here, defended her, but they showed up. Oprah showed up. Tyler showed up. We don't have to show up to these fights. That's us showing up, and we have to learn how to mind our business because now we're we're making it an issue of racism. We really don't know what's going on in the castle or the palace or whatever it is. We don't know what the other issues may be. And like Dr. Charm said, we are black women and, and we get pegged when we are just independent. 
when we have our own opinion. So this may not have anything to do with her being uh, just black, half black. A lot of it may have to do with the fact that they don't want women over there to be independent. They don't want women over there to have a voice. They don't want women to go outside the scope of what they tell them to do. So when women do that, like Princess Diana and Meghan Markle, that becomes the problem because maybe Kate is submissive. And remember, what was the other redhead chick's name? Who was who was the Duchess? Who was Fergie? Fergie had an opinion. Their problem is women who have opinions. And, mm -hmm. and on top of that, she got a speck of black in her because she's she's very. Let me wear my hair straight to make sure I look so we didn't she didn't come out here saying the royal family are doing this and doing that and she made some statements when she got a chance to sit in the seat with oprah she had made those statements to white people we we got to stop showing up like t said we have to stop making these our battles and we have to start making these our fights we keep interjecting like captain save a hoe like we we have to stop that it's not our job but we keep showing up to all of these fights. And like he said, it never benefits us. It takes off, it takes the spotlight of the things that we need as black people. And it puts the media light on something else instead of us thinking about the George Floyd trial right now. We're thinking about Megan, Megan and ha Harry. Like you said, Dr. Mm -hmm. they rich white folks that's going to be fine. We have, mm -hmm. They're picking a jury right now. We need to focus on that to make sure some things happen instead of focusing on the other stuff that's outside of our community and the things that we need. But see, okay. I, th I, think, I think that's what I was saying. I think it's strategic that they had Oprah interview her. And then if you look who Oprah was talking to in between or when they were showing the interview, she was talking to Gail. So if it wasn't going to be Oprah, it was going to be Gail. So they were going to use one of them too to talk to Megan, to pull black people in. It's like, oh, you love Oprah? You love, hey, let's get Oprah in to go because people, black people gonna support Oprah. They gonna go to the old channel. They gonna go and do all this and they gonna support Tyler Perry. So, cause all of a sudden Tyler Perry showed up and he brought them in his house and here, use my security. And out of all these white folks in the world, there's Marky Mark, that, he's an actor. He has a lot of money. He can, there's, I mean, there's Robert Downey Jr. There's all these white folks that, I'm sure they love the royal family. They're not gonna reach out to Prince Harry and like, hey man, come over here. But no, let's use these prominent black people that black people love to pull black people in and care about some some shit that who cares really. I mean, that's that, like I said, that's their issue. I, I feel for Megan and stuff that she went through, but at the same time, you got to take accountability. That's that's what you walk into. Be accountable for what you you did. Sorry. I'd be curious. Um, why do you think she did? Why do you think they did the interview? What What do you think the motivation was? I mean, you think it was money, uh, clout. Uh, they got a movie coming out. They're trying to get revenge. They're trying to protect themselves. Like, like, why do you think they did the interview? Because remember, I think they split off from their family a long time ago, and suddenly, all out of the blue, there's this bombshell Oprah interview. What do you think the incentive was on that? Why do you think they did it? Anybody? Um, I think we have. Uh, I think you're muted, too. Go, go ahead, Doctor John. Yeah, they have the uh, they got a streaming deal with Netflix and I think Spotify. So I think this is an opportunity to get in the public eye. And of course, the the split wasn't that long ago. I mean, it just happened at the end of uh, really just like the end of 2020. So where they because uh, they moved to Canada first, <clears throat> first and went part time. And then really, like she was saying in the interview, this, you know, they really got let go of the duties and stuff like right at the end of 2020. Uh, I mean, at, at the beginning of 2020. So it wasn't super long ago. But I think this ties into uh, their media deals. Uh, I think it was strategic. But also, I mean, she has never spoken out uh, about what went on with the royal family and, and what happened. So I think there's a lot of interest on this. And then on another note, I know that we have a lot of pressing issues as Black people, you know, the, the uh, George Floyd and the trial and all that is going on. But I do appreciate that this whole interview has sparked a bigger discussion about colonialism about what the royal family has done and decimated black people and, and non-white people around the world and i think that has been a really good conversation that has come out of this mm, I, I don't disagree with that now now t it looked like you were moving your lips early uh yeah you, you have something to say brother no and i was about to go down that route as well it, it to me it does look like a good um hollywood script because everything was quiet and, and 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 usually this is a rather unusual way to out a family member like that. I mean, most of the times family kind of want to keep things on on the inside. 
And also looking at Prince is Prince Harry, I believe his name is. It, it to me, I, I found that to be odd for you to just go against your own family. That is very weird because me personally, if a family member said anything derogatory about my child or my lady, I'm going to confront them right there on the spot. You know, I'm not going to kind of hide in the shadows and kind of fly my woman back to America and, and not just be a man. I just feel like this guy has just kept his head in the sand and then he's allowing his woman. It's just weird to me to bash your family. Now creating a permanent rift between you and your family. That to me, that is just odd to me. I'm shocked that this was not done underneath the table. You, you make it so public. And yeah, now, you know, to see the finale of this, you know, maybe we're going to have to watch Netflix. But yeah, that's <laughs> Well, you know, well, well, remember, though, uh, you know, let's put in the context, you know, Harry's mother, a lot of people believe Harry's mother was killed by the royal family. Now, mm-hmm. I don't, is that true? Nobody knows, right? Um, nothing confirmed, but... He's got that trauma. I mean, anybody, just take a minute, everybody, and imagine losing your mother when you're a little boy. You know, that's going to stay with you for life. So then suddenly, you, you know, you're marrying a woman who is pissing off the same people where you might have heard the rumors, <clears throat> you you know where the bodies are buried, and you know, allegedly know what they are capable of. Um, maybe that does make sense to want to get her to safety or to keep them both safe. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that's true or not true, but you know, I mean, they can put it, put them on a Kobe Bryant helicopter or something. Ain't no telling what these people can do. I mean, you know, MI6, MI6, which is like, I guess, the British version of the CIA. Mm-hmm. The CIA learned their dirty tactics from MI6. <laughs> like, like, they're the originators of covert operations and, and just dirty, dirty tricks. Uh, when I went to England uh, once, I got detained, and they, they took me um, – they stopped me at the airport. I didn't do anything illegal, but I, I was just there. I went to London because we were doing some stuff in London. And in the airport, they took me in a room. They took away my phone and they did not allow me to talk to anybody else for 10 straight hours. So my family was worried. They had no idea where I was. They, they you know, and, and I'm like, what did I do? They're like, well, we ain't got to tell you nothing. And then at one point, they did let me use my phone real quick to make a fast call. Like they forced me to talk quickly and get off the phone because I don't know what they I have. I still don't know what, what was really going on. And um, and I, I you know what I did? I got on my phone and I tweeted that I was being detained that I, and I was pissed. And the lady comes in and says, we saw that you were on. We saw that you were on Twitter and uh, we, we would like for you to refrain from doing that place. Like, like it was like, like they were checking my Twitter and everything. Like, like they really um, have an interesting system there to hold down their white supremacy. Uh, John, you, I haven't heard from you for a minute, man. Um, what are your thoughts on all that we're talking about right here? Well, I think uh, outside of the Netflix, uh, we'll probably have uh, Medea join uh, <laughs> the Royal Family movie coming out first before you know, I think that's the Hollywood hit that I'm that's the Hollywood hit I'm looking for. Uh, but seriously, uh, I definitely feel that uh, when you're dealing with royal families and exactly when you know where the bodies are buried, I think they they it was probably a smart move for Harry to get him and his wife out of the country. I believe that was a smart move just for safety. Um, but also, uh, we have to look at, uh, like I said, Harry is an interesting dude, man. He's, he's, he's everybody, everybody in the Royal family is going this way. And Harry has always gone this way. He's always been at odds with his family. He's always done what they don't want him to do. And, um, like I said, this is just an extension of what, of who he is and who he's all always has been. Um, but, um, he should have. He should have had more talks with Megan before this. Before this. Mm. Well, you know, I, I you, you would hope that they did, right? But then again, you never know. And uh, and so, uh, so everybody, I want you guys to know what we're talking about. We're, we're doing an all black panel. We're basically asking a simple question: Should Megan Markle have just married a black man? That, that that was the question I put up there because you know these are these are some of the complexities you run into. Uh, when you go into spaces where people don't understand you, you don't understand them. And and sometimes you can be lured in, you know, like Megan was lured, I guess, into the royal. Or we were excited about her going into the royal. Not we. They, people, were excited about her going into the royal family. For the same reason we get excited when a Negro gets a good job. 
You know, you get a good fancy job making big money and and people don't know you might be walking right into the jaws of the lion. And so if all you look, if, if everything that glitters looks like gold to you and you don't have the moment to, to self-reflect and say, do I really want to be here? Like, will I be safe here? Is this a place for me? Uh, then you're going to make a lot of mistakes, you know. And so, um, you know, so so I, I, I'm in that camp of people that sort of feels like, you know what, that's your problem. You you did it. You deal with it. You know, just leave like whatever. Do, do what you got to do. But don't try to make it into our issue or take something that, you know, like that, that comment about well, they asked it about the baby's dark skin or something that that to me was a triggering comment. Oprah's really good and laying stuff out there that's going to trigger the hell out of black people so they can promote a, a new movie. Anybody remember when Oprah went to that, Oprah took old rich ass over to Switzerland somewhere and tried to buy a purse and said the lady, lady insinuated that I couldn't afford the purse. And people were like, oh, no, they didn't. No, you didn't tell Oprah she can't afford no purse. Get out of here with that stuff. You ain't oppressed. You know, you're worth a billion. Harry and Meghan are worth at least 100 million. Ain't nobody feeling sorry for none of y'all. Y'all are y'all pretty much are white privilege. You just happen to have black skin. Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Trey. I do feel like I think Harry has some issues based on what happened to his mother that nobody has dealt with. So he has some, he's with some real trauma. And, and maybe the money and all of that doesn't mean anything to him. And and it's real for him to get his wife out of there because may, my mother told me years ago, them people killed that woman. Like they they ran her off the road and killed her. And my mother was really she probably is right, but I'm not gonna say that she's right because it was never proven. But I think that he was operating out of that, like John said, he always he always goes against him, against those people. And so did his mother, which everybody, a lot of people think got her murdered. But I think that really dealing with the issues of separation from them for that reason, I think it's deeper issues here than Megan. I just think he uses her to speak out and say whatever she wants to say because she's okay speaking out because someone on the team said he's always the quiet one and she's always the one saying everything. And if, if you're going to come on and say that, this is just me. Don't come to me and say, Trey, somebody told me that. If you can't tell me who said it, then don't tell me. So don't tell me somebody said we're concerned about the color of if the baby's going to be dark. If you can't tell me who said it, then that statement shouldn't even be said because we really can't address it because we don't know who said it. So was it really said? Because y'all both said, I don't want to. I don't want to name no name. That's one thing in high school we used to say. That's that's high school play. Oh, Doctor Charm, somebody told me. That you were sleeping with my boyfriend. Well, who to somebody? That's somebody, that's something in your head. That's what I think. When somebody comes to me and says, Trey, somebody told me this about you. And I say, Well, who told you? Well, I can't tell you who told me that. Oh, that's what you So maybe <laughs> them. Because I will come on and say, The queen said my baby, they scared my baby gonna be dark. So we need to address the queen because mm. if we to address issues, why are you sitting here talking to Oprah for entertainment? Because we're not. Mm. Well, that is true. I mean, if you make an accusation against anybody, you, you, you're you you're then accountable for that. You know, if you then say, well, I don't want to name no names, well, then you, your credibility is kind of shy. You need to go ahead and name names so that, so that that person has a chance to come out and say, no, that's not how it went down. Here's my side of the story. There are different sides of every story. And I and, and I don't know why people don't get that. I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple. So I want to ask everybody on the panel if you could do this, uh, if you don't mind. First of all, everybody in the audience, uh, please hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button right now if you haven't done it yet. Uh, we're talking about not just Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, but really white supremacy. Uh, we, as you guys know, we like to make the conversations more intelligent. We like to elevate the discussion. And in uh, our panelists, uh, Dr. Charm, uh, Trey Kearney, uh, JT Slim Cutter, a.k.a. John F. Thomas, uh, T. Colleague, and John Henry from the Black Boss Channel all here uh, helping us to sort this out. I would like, uh, starting with you, Dr. Charm, if everybody could maybe, maybe in 90 seconds or less, just kind of give like a closing thought that will help us have some perspective on this, maybe a conclusion that you have from this as we move forward as black people. Because, you know, Oprah going to be back triggering us again when a new movie comes out. So I'd like to I'd be curious to know how we can move forward and just be smarter, better people as a result of this conversation. Dr. Charm. Um, I have to say that I was transfixed by the interview. It was scandalous. It was juicy. Oprah did a great job. You know, I got my problems with Oprah, 
please, I really do. But she really did remind us of why she's one of the greatest who ever did it as far as interviews are concerned. I really, as I said before, I think the, the whole, uh, the bigger picture of what the Windsors and that family has done to black people, the slave trade, the racism. This is just a, a minor reflection. How they treated Megan is a minor reflection of how they have treated the entire world and their commonwealth. And, and, and you know, why are we as black people speaking English right now? Because of what happened during the slave trade. But I will still have to say that at the end of the day, Meghan Markle is a black woman. I know she's not out there with dashikas and black power, but I do know that her black co-stars on Suits, you know, they always had great things to say about her. They said she was pretty culturally aware. I think when they had, when she was on Suits, they had originally cast two white people to be her parents. And she went to the people on the show and said, you know, I'm biracial and I'm half black. And I would like you to have my parents reflect that. So I thought that was pretty cool. But, you know, at the end of the day, shout out to Harry for standing by his wife and taking her out of that. And I think I don't you know, the, the question today was, should she have married a black man? Meghan Markle marry whoever the hell she wants. But I will have to applaud him as a man for standing by his wife and taking her out of harm's way so that she wouldn't end up like his mother. Mm, OK. All right. Trey Kearney, your, your final thought. Um, my final thought is let's not be distracted by stuff that doesn't even pertain to us. I'm, I'm, I, I have empathy and sympathy because I am a woman and I know feeling like you're, you're cornered or, or nobody understands and, and you, you can get some suicidal thoughts. And I, I, one thing I hope for Megan, if you're listening, I hope that you're seeing a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist or somebody instead of sitting talking to Oprah and Tyler Perry. I hope you're really those emotional issues that you have because you may have emotional issues from being black and white but my thing is let us not be distracted by things that don't concern us and like um dr charm said i am glad her husband is standing by her because that's what marriage is all about even though it's not black love and it's not two black people we, we got to stand by each other but i think that that's their plight and, and for oprah and, and for tyler perry they are you know great black people but their their job is to make money and their job is to get sucked in by nonsense. These things that Megan is going through, like I said, I feel bad. I don't know why this is coming to America. Like I can't and his father this person. But Megan and that was a movie. This is real life. So you're really prejudiced. Uh, hey Trey, uh, your your mic was going in and out a little bit. I couldn't I couldn't quite catch everything, um, but uh, but I think we caught the gist of it for sure. Um, okay, so John John Henry uh, from the Black Boss Channel, uh, what are your final thoughts? Okay, so I wonder if Tyler Perry was going to have Medea uh, try to get into the royal family through a Tinder account or something like that. <laughs> you, know, I'm really, you know, I can't wait to see what this movie is going to be like. Uh, but um, I think that uh, I'm not sure what Prince Harry is trying to do. I'm not sure if he uh, if he has always had a disdain for the royal family and has been trying to separate himself from the royal family. And um, this was the best way that he could find to do it. Uh, I'm really interested in his uh, motivation and intent, uh, if it is love. Uh, but um, I think that's the real story is just the fact that because he's the one with everything to lose. Uh, Meghan Markle is getting drugged through the mud. However, Prince Harry is the one with his lineage and his legacy to lose. So for him, um, standing by Meghan Markle and uh, even just choosing to marry her from the beginning, uh, you know, he makes him okay in my book. You know, I let him. I let him come to the picnic. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so Harry's invited to the picnic. All right. Uh, J uh, T. Cutter, John F. Thomas. Uh, your final thought. Uh, let's not let's not be so emotionally tied to everything that happens in the world that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with us. Um, she is she is black, and it is true. Um, but also she has to take some accountability for you 
rushed into this marriage. You went into the family. You didn't really prep for everything that was to come. And so this is what happens. I mean, even if, if I'm from the South, if I date a white woman, there's a probably 30% chance that I'm going to meet her family who might be racist and they might say some racist stuff or they might say some slick things, might say something about the baby and all this other stuff. And, and that just comes with the territory. I mean, we have white people are experiencing white supremacy in various forms all over the world. Like it's not just here in America, but it, it, it started in England and it just spread. So we have to understand this and stop being so shocked when these things happen. Uh, also, I, uh, going back to the question with uh, she should have married a black man, she probably would have avoided all of that. But at the same time, I, I want to applaud Harry for uh, like, because who knows what really happened, you know, with his mother and all this stuff. And and if there's something that concerns him, he took her out of uh, out of the, the the fire and placed it over here where her, the child Archie and and the newborn child would be safe. So. I mean, kudos. To just try to make better decisions, Megan. If you, if you, and be be safe with what you say. And you know, I don't, I don't know. Just black people, let's stop being so emotionally tied to things that have not too much to do with us. That's all. That's it. Okay. Uh, so, T. T. Kalik, um, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I want you to let it out. I mean, what? What? I know that you. Uh, I'm glad you're here also because I know that you say things that, like, you really love black people, and you love black people in a way that is unapologetic and is is not mainstream um because a lot of people think they love black people but really they don't understand they're supporting white supremacy and don't even know it uh what what are your thoughts on on or what are your final thoughts if we walk away today well just to answer the overall question um about should he should she have married a black man um if she wanted to avoid this yes but i you know she can marry whoever she wants so i totally agree with that um i just don't like how black people are always being triggered and you know when you're highly emotional, you don't think logically. And then that's when people can use and abuse and profit off you. That happens to us politically every four years. We're, we're always, we're, we, we are always triggered into something or they create some boogeyman where we have to all focus and attack that one boogeyman and then everything's going to be okay. But that doesn't really pan out. Our situation just remains the same. And I just see this as a black distraction to me. Um, and you know, when Megan Merkel, I, I did have, I, I do totally agree with uh Tracy Kearney on that. When she mentioned one of the family members talking about skin color, you know, tell, tell us what they said. You know, why do you drop something and then don't tell us who said it and the context of it being said and then just triggering us for what I, I don't see the benefit of that to black people. And the, the criticism I have with Prince Harry, I mean, I do understand that he protected his woman by taking him out the situation. But the criticism I have with him is why are you letting her doing all the talking about your family? Because that's why she's getting attacked because she's the one doing all the talking. You got, I mean, the way it looked is you got an outsider who married into your family and she's really going in on your family. If you had these issues and reservations about your family, why don't you get in front of your woman and you do all the talking? Why are you putting it on her and now everyone's attacking her because it just doesn't look good. I'm sorry. It, it looks like the black woman came and all of this drama happened. No, Prince Harry, if you had this problem, then you talk. Open up your mouth. You're just being milly mouth and your woman is just saying whatever she want about your family and you're being milly mouth. You had these problems, so you get in front of her and you talk and then you take all the heat. And that's pretty much what I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, he always finishes with a bang, don't he? All right, so do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. I hope everybody can give a digital thank you to our panelists on this great conversation. Um, I will I will make a quick closing statement and, and just say this. So when you think about white supremacy, I think a lot about it. I don't consider myself to be the, any sort of leading expert on white supremacy, but I thought a lot about it to understand what that means. So to me, white supremacy, <clears throat> among other things, uh, means you're in situations where white people are supreme, where they are the ones who make the rules. <clears throat> they, you know, Cornell West is at Harvard. He faces white supremacy because if black people were voting on Cornell West's tenure, he would have gotten tenure by landslide. But because we're not voting, we don't matter in that space. So one of the things I've noticed about white supremacy is white supremacy is kind of like the rain. 
Uh, when it's raining outside, you go inside because you don't want to get wet. Now, if you stand outside and it's raining on you and you get wet and you're complaining, oh, my God, it's so wet out here, you got to kind of ask yourself, why are some of us wet and some of us dry? Well, maybe the reason you're wet is because you're going to where the rain is. You're standing underneath the rain. So a lot of times the reason why some of us feel like we're surrounded by white supremacy, controlled by white supremacy, can't manage our lives without white supremacy, can't get a promotion without white supremacy, can't make a dollar without white supremacy, is because you're, you're, you're signing up. I mean, you're literally chasing down opportunities to embrace white supremacy and to be in white supremacist spaces as much as you possibly can. The first thing they taught you when you were a child was that you need to go to a school with a white teacher who was a white principal who's going to send your black ass to detention every single week. Then the next thing you're told to go to a big white university, give them $100,000 of your money so they can treat you like a nigga and then leave you in debt for the rest of your life. Then you're told to go work for another white man who's going to have you working like a slave until you're 70 years old to pay off them student loans, not paying you more than a couple nickels and have you pissed off every day because you got to go to work in the face of white supremacy. It's white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. So what I'm saying to you is that white supremacy does not always exist everywhere. Uh, supremacy exists with those who control the space in which you're operating. So, for example, if I go to China, white supremacy don't matter really in China because it's Chinese supremacy. I'd be dealing with Chinese in, in any company I work for, any school I go to, any space I'm in, I'm going to deal with Chinese supremacy. So if I wanted to get away from Chinese supremacy, I would leave the country. I would leave the situation. When you're in my house, you deal with black supremacy. In our house, black people make the rules. In my business, black people make the rules. So what I'm saying to you, black people in general, is this. Stop co-signing white supremacy, stop chasing down white supremacy, stop trying to go to places where the rain is pouring and then complaining that you're wet. You know, you're chasing down this idea that somehow this this was a fairy tale. I don't know what sort of weird delusional fairy tale this was, that she's married some redhead white boy from across the sea. I don't have nothing against that. People can marry who they want. This is 100% true. But when you're signing up for that, you're going into their house with their rules, with their processes and their beliefs and their culture, whatever. If you don't like it, then keep your black ass at home. Go somewhere else. That's my two cents on the issue. That, But then again, that's what my parents always said to me. If you don't like it over there, then go somewhere else. Why were you over there in the first place? So a lot of y'all got parents like that. Like, well, why was you, why were you at their house? Why was you at Joe's house in the first place, right? So what I'm saying is at the end of the day, you have to make choices and you have to be smart. So I think that, again, the, the core issue for me in the very beginning was this weird like like a fantasy, like almost like an orgasmic excitement people had about Meghan Markle marrying this British prince and going into this royal family like somehow that was an upgrade. That was not an upgrade. That was a downgrade. You only thought it was an upgrade because they have money and they have power, that which they obtain through ill-gotten gains. <clears throat> the Queen of England is the largest landowner on the planet. She owns six billion acres of land. How does she own all that land? Well, she went, they went around for hundreds of years robbing, raping, and pillaging black people and stealing all of our property and then claiming it as their own part of the British crown. And somehow you cheering for that because you somehow think, well, now I'm down with the oppressor. Well, if, if that's how you think, then you're, go, you're pretty much a white supremacist. So congratulations. You're doing better work than the Klan because you, 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 you're, you're as much of an oppressor as anybody else. So stop supporting for white supremacy. Stop cheering for it. Stop being a co-conspirator and call it for what it is. So, I, so good luck to Megan. I don't hate the poor lady. I wish her the very, very best. But none of that interview inspired me on any level. None of it shocked me. It, it, it was what it was. It, most of us were not surprised. That's it. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate y'all letting me get that out. Um, and I appreciate the panelists for joining us today. If you guys could please give a digital thank you to the panelists. We're going to have more black, all black panels uh, in the very near future to have good conversations on important issues. We love you all. Please have a good day. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out. And we will talk to you soon. Take care. Peace.